Well, regarding missions, one of the things we here at CAC have done is decided to focus well on four particular fields of focus. We want to do a little well versus a lot at lower capacity. We're looking to be involved long-term because it yields greater impact. And one of those fields of focus is Mexico, specifically in the San Quentin Valley area, about six hours south of the border, just beyond the reach of where most aid is given. What exactly is there? Who is God using? How are communities being impacted? And why is Chilliwack Alliance involved? Well, welcome listeners to today's podcast and welcome to my friends, Manuel, Kayla, and Alejandra, who will be serving as an interpreter for us. So just heads up, you guys will be hearing a little bit of Spanish and English, which I'm actually really thrilled about. So these friends serve in San Quentin as part of the Mexico staff contingent of a local ministry called One Life, One Chance. We at CAC began intentional kingdom friendship with them sometime in 2019, but have previously unofficially been serving with them uh, in summer house builds for years before that. The founders are actually members of our church, but back to our guests. Manuel leads the team in Mexico as executive director. He provides leadership and management to the Mexico One Life team, the, the ministry and the facility staff. And Kayla is newer to the team and serves as a ministry assistant. She's going to fill us in a little bit about that more here coming up. So thank you all for being willing to join me today and chat a little bit about what is happening. Kayla, you're new to the OLOC team. Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Hello. Well, first of all, thank you for having us again. Thank you for making the time and for the invitation. Um, it has been a journey for me because, and I thought about how to <clears throat> answer this question uh, as brief as possible, but it all comes down to how God has worked in my life and how everything led me to this place. <clears throat> because again, long story short, <laughs> I came to Canada in 2020, but right before the pandemic started, like one week before. So my plans weren't originally to stay for uh, this long, even though I was planning on pursuing life uh, in this country eventually. And so we had a connection with um, one member uh, of the team. And so because I was working with him in the past with a different organization. So um, the connection remained like I would help out with some mm -hmm. translations, with some just documents and, and helping out mostly with translations, written translations. But then uh, once I was here and I had to figure out what to do because I got stuck in other words, my, I had a round trip. It's funny because I had a round trip ticket for three months in 2020, right? And, and then I stayed. So I was able, I was blessed enough to change my status uh, and then enroll in a student program. And that gave me the opportunity to work part-time. So the connection I had from the past, um, like I said, remained there. And then uh, this position came up. It started as a admin assistant. So I was doing bits of here and there, but eventually I knew, or <clears throat> I should say, we all knew that eventually I would, if I would get uh, the permits and all, because mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, the immigration process in, like, in the way as well. So, so yeah, they, they, this position opened and 
then, like I said, we knew that we were going to have teams in the future because we were hoping to and praying for that. Um, and so fast forward to 2022, I applied for uh, the work permit and now I am uh, finally officially working with One Life. Um, but like I said, it's been a journey, a personal journey, because there's a lot of ups and downs personally, just as an immigrant, right? Like just coming to a different country and facing all the challenges, the language, um, uh, just how to navigate the system and then weather even because coming from a tropical country, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not from Mexico. I'm from Guatemala originally, but I feel very close to my Mexican friends because there's a lot of similarities in our cultures and, and because our countries are right next to each other. So that I think played a big role as well. Like just feeling like I could be part of, of uh, the team down there. And I can elaborate a little bit more about this later, but um, yeah, so so that's, that's the story. <laughs> that, that is the craziest thing I have heard in a yeah. while like you got <laughs> stuck here yeah yeah <gasps> I it's... feel like you and I are gonna have to have another conversation oh sometime yeah we will for sure <laughs> because there are so many things that I'm interested that is that is so crazy yeah. oh my goodness so yeah. okay okay that aside heads up listeners um there's a good chance that we'll be doing another podcast with Kayla <laughs> thank there you there are a lot of things that I need to ask her about that are totally unrelated to <laughs> this, this episode. But anyway, Kayla, thank you for that. As you, um, so you've alluded to that you've done some translation work and, mm -hmm. and you, you moved up here. Are you studying? Are you not anymore. So not anymore. Not okay. anymore. It was just a one year program. Um, but I have worked in the past with other organizations and more teams. So now I'm doing more of a um, team leader just logistics and, and organizing uh, because we're not a big mi uh, ministry. It sometimes feels like, like we have to know a little bit of everything. And so it, in, in a way it's good because you learn about everything. Right. But I was able to finally go down to Mexico and, and, and meet everybody in person for the first time in July. So I've been doing also teams related work. Mm -hmm. and, right and still admin yeah yeah and still admin yeah that's, yeah, yeah. that's always mm -hmm. the job <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. so as you you know as you are getting more and more acquainted with uh with your roles and and the things that you're learning about the ministry what are what are some of the things that really excite you about being able to be part of one life working with pastors and we've talked about this with uh, Manuel, um, working with pastors is something I really hadn't done in the past, like not directly. So I really, I was just amazed of how, when I finally was able to meet everybody in person, how well we got along and, and how everything just uh, started flowing very naturally. Manuel and I are very close in age as well. And so it, it really feel, felt in that moment and it's, it still feels that it's, even though it's a small team, we're creating a good work team and, and we're aiming for the same goals. Um, and like I said, the cultural um, 
just bond, I think, plays a big role. But then back to the pastors, feeling like you can talk to one of them as a friend. I mean, you don't know them for quite a long time, but at the same time, you just feel at home in a way. That is very special. So just learning from them, learning from how they how they uh, approach different or yeah, different challenges in their communities and, and how they handle um, the situations because it's heavy, it can get heavy at some point. Um, but yeah, and, and then of course, getting back on the hustle of working with teams, it's, it's a lot, but it's exciting. And you do learn a lot about yourself. So once again, even though I'm not from this country, but I had some experience with the North American culture, being here, it's a totally different game. Like actually being in the country and then traveling with teams and then um, working on the translations because it's it's a different world when you have to, when, you, when there's two official languages, if you will. And so everything has to be as understandable as possible for everybody in two different languages. But it really doesn't matter when you're on the field working with the pastors and, and working with team members because we're all one. We're there and it feels like an adventure. Like you're just getting along with everybody and having a good time and building and chatting and smiling and laughing and sharing meals. That is yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, you you really are in a unique position. And I I think, you know, just listening to you, it sounds, you know, you know, the Lord has some interesting strategies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're we're not always given the ability to understand the whys sometimes, mm-hmm. like the reasons. Um, but just listening and hearing you speak about the things that you're excited for and and how you're not even actually Mexican, but from Guatemala and are in this u- unique position of bridging kind of two cultures and representing both and serving both well, I think, wow, what a neat, what a neat way to be able to serve. And, yeah. and it sounds like it's, it's received so well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm glad for that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm grateful for the team as well. Manuel knows yeah. and, and, uh, Hippolito, we call him Poli, uh, as a, how do you say this, Ale? Um, como en, de, con cariñito, como por, just a short way of, like a term of endearment, I think it would be. I don't know, but so, like I said, if, even if, if it sounds like a, if, if, no, sorry, if we are a small team, it does feel like we're becoming friends. And, and I'm really glad, really grateful for that. Very, very grateful. So just for clarification, Hippolito, mm-hmm. um, his nickname is Poli. 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 Okay. I just wanted to make sure that people understood. He's another staff member. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And he's in Mexico. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Manuel, I don't want to leave you out. I'm so glad that you could be with us today. Um, Manuel, you've been with One Life since 2018. What brought you and your family to the ministry? Fue algo muy interesante porque yo los trabajos que tenía anteriormente eran puros trabajos seculares 
So it was something very interesting because all the jobs I had before One Life were just regular secular jobs. En ocasiones eh, salía muy sucio de, de, de mi ropa en los trabajos que yo tenía. Sometimes in the other jobs I had, I would come home very dirty because of the, the jobs I had to do. Pero era lo que a mí me gustaba, pero a mi esposa no le gustaba esto. And it was something I liked, but my wife didn't like that. Ella me decía, búscate un mejor trabajo, no sé, atrás de una oficina, algo, algo atrás de un escritorio, búscate algo diferente, que salgas limpio. She would say, go find another job in an office, something where you won't come home all dirty. <laughs> eh, yo sabía de la existencia de One Life. I knew about One Life. I knew it, the ministry existed. Y en mi mente pasaba, eh, algún día voy a trabajar ahí. Y mi esposa and, me decía que estaba. And in my mind, I had this thought about saying, um, one day I'll work there. Mi esposa me decía, yo estoy orando para que agarres un buen trabajo, un trabajo cristiano, que estés detrás de, de, de un escritorio, que no te ensucies tanto. And my wife would say, I'm praying so that you could get a good job, a Christian job, where you'll sit on a desk and you won't get dirty. Your clothes won't be filthy by the end of the day. Y en mi mente pasaba, algún día voy a trabajar en One Life. And this was a thought that came to my mind. One day I'll work for One Life. Entonces, eh, se abrió la oportunidad de ser parte de, 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 de trabajar dentro del ministerio. Eh, me acerqué, eh, me hicieron una entrevista y la sorpresa fue que prácticamente estuve dentro de One Life. So the opportunity arose, um, a job opening. So I came and I was interviewed. And what happened next was that I became part of the One Life um, staff. Y no solo eso, sino que Dios fue tan grande que eh, fui ascendiendo cada dos meses. Cuando yo entré, entré para llevar trámites legales. Eh, a los dos meses me propusieron como gerente. Después, a los dos meses como gerente, ya me propusieron como director ejecutivo de One Life. So, not only that, but God was so great that every two months I was promoted. I started as a person that took care of all the legal stuff. Two months later, they offered me uh, management. And two months after that, they offered me the position of director here in Mexico. Y esto yo lo veo como una recompensa de parte de Dios. And I see this as a reward from God. I would, how do you see it as a reward? I like the way, I like the way that you put that. What, what does that mean to you? Eh, de qué manera lo ve como una recompensa de Dios? Me gusta lo que dijo eso. O sea, de qué manera usted lo ve como una recompensa? Okay. Uh, en años anteriores pasamos por muchas crisis. Eh, Pasamos por un proceso como unos cinco o seis meses que no podía yo obtener un trabajo. Eh, entonces, tenía mis dos niños de leche, pañales, eh, y no vimos como un, un apoyo por parte de, 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 de mi familia ni de la familia de mi esposa, pero Dios este, me usó de una manera especial que pudimos salir adelante. Entonces, eh, muchos piensan que no hemos sufrido, pero realmente hemos pasado por situaciones muy difíciles. Los trabajos que, que tuve anteriormente fueron muy duros, muy tremendos, que las manos eh, 
llena de como de callos, partidas. Entonces es donde mi esposa decía, estoy orando para que agarres un buen trabajo. Entonces, por eso yo lo veo como una recompensa por parte de Dios. So, a few years back, before I joined One Life, me, his family and him um, passed through a, a very um, serious crisis. He says that um, he had his two little boys in diapers and he couldn't find a job for several months. And a lot of people think that um, they haven't seen suffering, they haven't Um, suffered in life but they did and and in that time there was nobody who really extended a hand to help and just the way God worked everything out he feels like it's like a gift a reward to him for for waiting on him wow thank you thank you for sharing that you mentioned in the story that you had two little boys in diapers but could you tell us a little bit about your family your wife sounds hilarious And dice, pues muchas gracias por este, por esa historia. Dijiste que tenías a dos niños en pañales y nos podrías decir un poquito acerca de tu familia porque tu esposa suena como una persona muy, muy divertida. Uh, sí. es. <risa> es muy divertida. Sí, pues mi esposa eh, se llama Rubria Anarelli. Es un poco de difícil como de pronunciar. Eh, tenemos un hijo, de, se llama Aram Said, que es el más grande. Ahorita tiene 17 años ya, 17 años. Eh, tenemos otro, se llama Christopher, que tiene 15 años. Eh, tenemos una bebé, es mi bebé. Se llama Nicole, eh, acaba de cumplir 11 años apenas. Entonces, estoy muy contento por la familia que Dios me ha dado. Prácticamente es el motor que, que nos da para poder salir adelante. Okay, so yes, my wife is very hilarious. Um, her name is Rubria Anarelli. Um, it might be a little difficult to pronounce, but um, it's Rubria Anarelli. And I have a son, his name is Saeed. He's the oldest one and he's 17. After him, I have another son, his name is Christopher and he's 15 years old. And my baby, she's a little girl. She just turned 11. And well, that's, that's the family God has blessed me with. And they're the motor that keeps me going, striving for something more. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. I, I did get a chance to meet your wife and she, I mean, she's lovely. Mm -hmm. um, so this, yeah, this question I didn't necessarily prepare you for Manuel, but I'm interested in, in just sharing with our listeners a little bit more about what you bring to the table. Um, I know that you're executive director. So what, what gifts, um, what education, um, what are you, what are you bringing to this, to this role? Um, cause I'm going to ask you a question about, um, what it's like to lead the team in a few minutes, but I'd love to hear what you think you bring to the table. Este, no te preparé para esta pregunta, Manuel, pero sí me gustaría preguntarte, ¿qué es lo que tú traes a la mesa como director ejecutivo? ¿Qué es lo que tú ves que tú das de tu parte? ¿Cuáles son aquellas cosas que tienes para fortalecer este ministerio en tu rol de director? Ok. Eh, lo que yo doy es algo, una pregunta muy buena. That's a very good question. Ok. Get ready for this, everyone. <laughs> Yo como director, este, lo que he aprendido es trabajar como equipo, prácticamente. 
no por estar este, detrás de un escritorio, no por ser un director, eh, voy a estar con los brazos cruzados esperando a que los demás hagan el trabajo. Eh, si no... So something I've learned um, being a director and what I've really like um, practiced with everybody else is learning how to work in a team. Just because I have the position of a director and I have to sit at the desk doesn't mean I just have to be there and cross my arms, but I've learned to work as a team with everybody here. So he's still getting dirty? Dice, entonces sigue ensuciándose. Mucho. A lot. Otra cosa es me preocupo por el bienestar de, del personal. Esto es algo que en muchas partes no, no lo tienen o lo tienen, pero solo un tiempo y lo dejan. Pero no, o sea, realmente eh, sabemos que un ministerio o cualquier otro trabajo tiene que funcionar con su personal. Y, su perso y si su personal no está bien o su personal este, tiene necesidades, pues es lógico que no va a funcionar. Entonces yo me preocupo por el personal, por sus necesidades y que puedan trabajar con libertad. So another thing that I do is I care a lot about uh, of the staff. This is not everything you see in other jobs and other organizations, but I really like to care for them, see that they have what they need, see that they work with freedom because they are the ones that get the job done. And if, they, if they're not okay, if they're not happy, if they don't have everything they need, then things aren't going to turn out as well as we expect. So that's something I really like to do is take care of the staff. Yo trato de no ser un jefe, sino ser un líder. Un líder I que... try not to be a boss, but to be a leader. Un líder siempre va enfrente y pone el ejemplo de cómo hacer las cosas. Y prácticamente haces que las demás personas te sigan. So a leader is the one that goes in front and shows everybody else how to work. And that's how you um, you make it happen. So people want to um, go towards you, follow you as a leader, not as a boss. Hasta ahorita, el personal que tengo, estoy muy agradecido con él. Y creo que ellos también están muy agradecidos eh, por mí, por mi vida y cómo he estado llevando a cabo el trabajo como director. Right now, um, I'm very grateful with the staff I have, how we work, and I know that they also feel grateful of how I'm their boss and, or their leader and how um, we work together. I think it's, it's something very good. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And I mean, I'm so glad that we're on, you know, the other side of, of the pandemic. Um, and I just think about having leaders like this, you know, who are having to navigate all of these different things over the course of the last almost three years. Um, what was it like? Uh, what did you learn about leading at that time? And during, you know, during that experience? Wow. Dice que en los tiempos que hemos vivido con la pandemia y todo eso, pues sí han sido necesarios eso. Y ella quiere saber cuál ha sido su experiencia en aprender a ser líder durante esos tiempos, en esos momentos. Este prácticamente, no se podría decir que es una experiencia nueva, pero sí se puede decir que es una experiencia eh, diferente, porque mmm, con lo de la pandemia, 
hubo desánimos por todos lados, se podría decir. Hubo mucho desánimo eh, en cuestión laboral también. Eh, quizás hubo desánimo en mí, pero yo no podía demostrar ese desánimo, sino todo lo contrario. Tuve que darles ánimo para poder salir adelante. Eso es so, algo... this, so this wasn't uh, like a new experience. It was just different. With everything that happened, you saw a lot of people that were like down, that were probably disappointed, that were sad, depressed in some way. And it really affected a lot of people. And, and even me, I could say maybe it even affected me, but I couldn't show that. I was the one that had to lift them up, give them um, um, motivation. And that was something I had to do. It's heavy. Being a leader, like carrying the load, I can't imagine. It's, it, it can be heavy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, so in that, I know that we've had to pivot and, you know, make adjustments. What, um, what are some of the things that you and your team learned to do differently and how have you seen them as positive? Sí, dice que a través de eso se han tenido que hacer ajustes y cuáles son algunos de los ajustes que usted y su equipo tuvieron que hacer y de qué manera usted lo mira positivo. Ok, eh, pues como todo cambió desde el 2018 prácticamente, no, desde el 2020, eh, pues hubo muchas cosas diferentes, grupos ya no pudieron venir para acá, eh, algunos proyectos venían de Canadá, entonces algo diferente, algo bueno que pudimos ver es que los pastores y el mismo grupo, eh, el equipo que tengo aquí, eh, se, prácticamente se dio a la tarea de salir adelante con las actividades. Eh, no, nomás que nos manden los recursos y nosotros este, lo hacemos. ¿Por qué? Porque miraron algo diferente en lo que ya estábamos creando como equipo. So, a lot of things changed since 2020, like after COVID hit everything. A lot of groups um, from Canada stopped coming down because of the same reason. And what happened there is that the pastors and the One Life staff here in Mexico set on to continue the activities and the programs we had here on our side on whatever way we could do it. And we just said, send um, the resources we need and, and we'll get the job done. And that's what we started doing. Al ver que eh, muchas familias que habían sido seleccionadas en ese año no iban a poder obtener su vivienda, su casa, eso nos motivó a todos prácticamente a, a, a ver algo diferente de, de que nosotros podemos y aprendimos a, a confiar más en nosotros mismos y en hacer las cosas. So when we saw like all the families that had been selected that year to build a house for, to build a home for, that when we saw everything happen and how maybe they weren't going to get their house after all because of everything that happens, um, that really motivated us to come together and build them their house. And that was a positive change for us. And we saw something positive to do and we did it. Lanzamos la propuesta a Canadá y aceptaron ellos en mandar los recursos y nosotros construir, unas, la, construir las casas aquí. Es desde el 2020 hasta la fecha, la mayor parte de las casas fueron hechas por el personal de One Life 
y por un grupo de pastores. Y pues hemos rompido récord porque prácticamente en día y medio, es algo impre impresionante, en día y medio se ha terminado una casa. So we sent the proposal to Canada and they accepted, they would send the resources and we on this side would build and ever since 2020, um, this is what the pastors has, have been doing. They've been building homes for, for families down here and um, they've practically broke record because it takes about a day and a half for the pastors um, to finish building a home. Algo, wow. Algo muy curioso. Eh, en una ocasión eh, tuve, tuve otro compromiso antes de empezar una construcción. Cuando yo llegué a la construcción eh, fue como a mediodía. Ya tienen las paredes levantadas y uno de los pastores me dice, Manuel, eh, ¿qué estás haciendo aquí? No te necesitamos. Y soltó la risa. <laughs> Well, a funny story that happened was that on one of these builds, um, I had another appointment. I had to do something else. So they started without me. And it was like the midday of the first day when I got there and they had all the walls up and everything. And a pastor comes up to me and says, Manuel, what are you doing here? We don't need you. <laughs> and it was funny because how much they had done already. And how the team started working in unity. As they say, as jokingly they said, we don't need you. And that really gives me a lot of joy knowing that I'm not needed and the work is still being done. Mm -hmm. So by team, were you, were you speaking of uh, the local area pastors or the One Life team? Entonces, cuando dice equipo, habla de los, el equipo de pastores de allí o, o, o el equipo de una vida? El equipo de una vida y el equipo de pastores. Uh, with the One Life team with the pastors. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, for our listeners, um, this has been a, a, a really big deal um, as they've transitioned because a, a big part of the ministry of One Life has been house builds where people have come down from Canada. Different teams uh, have brought, you know, the resources and the finances to build these homes and they would build them it, alongside of, you know, a pastor from these different churches. But the, the bulk of the work was was done by the teams. Now, what has happened is that these these pastors are experiencing um, a bit more unity, and and these pastors are coming together to the aid of their communities and building these these homes together, um, being financially supported and you know with resources and things like that from from Canada. But this has been a significant win. Uh, for for one life, but also the pastors in this area as they serve alongside of each other in ways that that maybe they didn't have before. And this is, I think, one of the things that we're really excited about um, as a church as we as we help one life build into these pastors. So in 2019, we we kind of had our first uh, pastors retreat. And they have, they have, you know, monthly events where pastors come together and they have times of worship. Um, but they didn't have something 
I guess, a, for a bit, a, a longer bit of time over the course of a weekend where uh, somebody was brought in to, to do some training. And so this is one of the ways that our church has been partnering with, with One Life. So again, 2019 was the first year, but this was something too that One Life had decided to continue on. So we as a church have sent the funding and have been able to provide um, resources and the ability for these pastors to be at this retreat free of charge. But the One Life staff have just buckled down and continue to provide uh, to pro- they have continued to provide these these weekend retreats for these local area pastors. So Manuel, how many churches uh, are represented? Would you say? ¿Cuántas de las iglesias son representadas? ¿Cuántas están involucradas en las conferencias de pastores que se hacen? Okay. Eh, actualmente hay unas 20 iglesias aproximadamente, las que han estado involucradas con el Ministerio de una Vida. Pero lo que fue en esta conferencia eh, fueron como unas 10 solamente. Eh, fue muy bajo el número de pastores que tuvimos y líderes. Eh, por diferentes situaciones, eh, problemas personales, eh, algunos otros compromisos. Entonces, es un tema igual que eh, tengo que tocar con cada uno de los pastores porque es un sacrificio, es un esfuerzo el que se hace para llevar a cabo estas conferencias. Entonces, sí, se me, a mí se me hizo en lo particular muy poca como la asistencia que tuvimos esta, en esta ocasión. So currently we have around 20 churches involved in these conferences, um, but this last one we had, there was only around 10 pastors uh, that came with their leaders. A lot of them Um, couldn't come because of personal um, things they had going on or they had other appointments that weekend or whatnot. But it, but it was a low number of people who actually came. But that's something that I feel I have to um, continue to work with each pastor because there's always um, certain things that come up in everyone's life. And to put to make that time to train, to rest, something important. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that just, that sometimes that's just what happens. Can you tell us a little bit about the retreat this year? Um, what they experienced, what, what it was about, things like that. We'd love to hear. Sí, es algo que hay veces pasa esas situaciones con, como la que usted está platicando. Y si nos puede este, platicar un poquito más acerca de estas reuniones que pasa, cómo se lleva a cabo y todo, todos esos detalles. Ok, eh, la conferencia de pastores es algo que ellos ya saben que va a pasar cada año. Ellos eh, se preparan prácticamente para, para este día. Eh, se lleva a cabo por medio del de apoyo de Canadá prácticamente. Eh, se empieza a trabajar con el grupo eh, de aquí de One Life, a hacer los preparativos y anunciar a los pastores prácticamente la fecha. Entonces, como les comenté, esto es algo que los pastores esperan cada año ansiosos. Eh, de hecho, en la reunión anterior eh, que tuvimos con los pastores, les, les comentamos y les hicimos ver la fecha, la fecha y aparte que ya estaba muy cerca ya la fecha para que se preparara. Entonces, eh, pues es por eso que me duele un poquito, podría decir, como la asistencia que tuvimos. Pero es como vamos preparando más o menos estas conferencias cada año. 
So the pastors know beforehand that every year there's a conference. And well, the funding comes from Canada and the team here in 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 One Life Mexico starts planning and and getting everything prepared for that day. And just like uh, last month, we we told the pastors the exact date of the of the conference for this year and everything, how everything was gonna go on and the theme and everything. So on that side, it is kind of like um, something. Um, that I don't really prefer because they were, they, they had known the dates, but we still saw like a low assistance. But as I said, it's something that um, needs to be worked on. Algo, algo muy, muy importante que yo he visto es que el mismo grupo de pastores que está involucrado con nosotros en construcciones es el mismo grupo que está involucrado con nosotros en las actividades como en esta conferencia también, y de hecho desde meses antes de que, de que iniciáramos con la conferencia, nos preguntaban, hey, ya, está, ya están preparando para la conferencia, eh, ¿qué fecha va a ser la conferencia? Entonces, interesados en participar en esta conferencia. Y al verlos, cuando está ya está la conferencia, al verlos cómo se quebrantan, cómo, cómo es que agarran la palabra de Dios, eso es lo que vale la pena. Aún si fueran cinco pastores que están involucrados, eh, Es mi pensamiento, yo lo haría. Mm -hmm. Por eso cinco. I see, yeah, I see um, something I've seen is that the same pastors that work in the house bills that are there working together in unity, those are the same pastors that usually participate in all the meetings and all the conferences. And it's so nice to see how they're so excited for this event and like weeks before, months before they say, hey, are you getting everything ready for the conference? Is everything ready? And just to see how they come and and they break down the, the spirit, uh, ministers to them, it's, it's something very rewarding for me. And that's where I say, I don't, I don't care if there's 10, if there's five, I'm doing it. Because that's a great reward, seeing how there's fruit of what we do for the pastors. So this year, what what was what were some of the things, the sessions? What did they focus on? Y este año, ¿cuáles fueron algunas de las sesiones o cuál fue el enfoque que ustedes le dieron a la conferencia? Okay, hubo un tema eh, que me gustó bastante, que fue pastores y líderes sanos. Hemos visto cómo las iglesias han este, hecho división prácticamente entre ellas mismas. Quizás por problemas o conflictos que tienen dentro de las iglesias. Eh, problemas personales de los pastores que los llevan a las iglesias. Entonces, para evitar todo eso, eh, fue por eso que pensamos en este tema. Pastores y líderes sanos. Si, si hay pastores sanos, si hay líderes sanos, pues prácticamente la iglesia va a estar bien. La iglesia va a crecer. Okay, so there is a theme. The theme I really love this. Um, it's. It was called Healthy Pastors and Leaders. And that's something that really excited us. is Because you see here in the churches that there's a lot of divisions. And inside of the same church, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of um, uh, pe uh, people going against each other and stuff. And as we see this, we really um, saw the need to um, give the conference in this theme about being healthy as pastors, as leaders, because we know that if the pastors and leaders are healthy, the church will also be healthy. And that's what we did. Eh, parte de la, del tema eh, se enfocó más en 
la vida personal prácticamente de los pastores, en hacerles ver de que ellos no tienen que cargar con todas las responsabilidades, de que ellos pueden deslindar responsabilidades a sus líderes, de quizás ellos tienen derecho también a tomarse un tiempo de vacaciones con su familia, eh, distraerse un poco de la rutina. Some of these sessions focus really on the personal life of the pastors, of how it's okay to delegate responsibility, it's okay to not carry everything on their shoulders um, by themselves, and it's okay to like um, rest, um, take a break, and Um, get new strength, just delegate and not do everything in their own strength and on their own. Puse un ejemplo de una situación que pasó ya hace algunos años eh, donde uno de los pastores no le dedicaba tiempo a la familia. De hecho, él comentó que una de sus hijas le dijo, papi, este, vamos a jugar. Eh, no, porque estoy cansado. Pero entonces recibió una llamada de un miembro de su iglesia Hey, pastor, me quedé tirado acá, se me ponchó una llanta, puede venir. Ah, sí, ahí voy. Y eso fue algo que le guardaron sus hijas hacia él como padre. Porque cómo puede ser posible que no tiene tiempo para su familia, pero sí tiene tiempo para los miembros de la iglesia. So there was this, there's an example that I wanted to share is one of the pastors said that um, he came home and one of his daughters came up to him and said, Daddy, come play with me. And the pastor responded, no, I'm very tired. I'm, I just want to rest. And then he got a call of uh, a member from the church that said, hey, um, I need your help. My car broke down. The tire is flat. And the response was, okay, I'll be right there. And that was something that really like um, stayed inside his daughter's heart. Like, how come you have time for everybody else, but not to play with me, with your family, to spend time with your family? Ahí se les hizo ver que no es malo decir no. And that's where they learned or they saw that it's not, it's not wrong to sometimes say no. Mm -hmm. So to say no to the person that needed help. A decirle no a la persona que necesita ayuda. Sí, porque yes. quizás él está pasando un tiempo especial con su familia y no tiene que dejar ese tiempo especial por ir a apoyar a otra persona que puede pedir apoyo de algún otro hermano, quizás, o de algún familiar. Yeah, like, that pastor could be spending time, quality time with his family. And to say no to that person and, and maybe get, like, another brother from the congregation to go help or get, get somebody else to do it, not necessarily him, quit that family time he ha he's having to go help somebody. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. Is that a, are things like that common, common practice? Like, are these new, new things that, that these pastors are learning? Um, dice que estas son cosas difíciles de aprender, pero es algo común que pasa aquí o, a, o es eh, una práctica común o es algo que los pastores están aprendiendo a, a soltar, a decir que no, a poner límites. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. We're doing this, we're doing this over zoom. And so Manuel is nodding and I'm realizing, oh, we can't hear the nod. So, so that, that's what some of these spaces are about. Um, so Manuel, what are your dreams for this kind of event for the future? Manuel, ¿cuáles son tus sueños para este tipo de evento en el futuro? 
Mi sueño es llenar este lugar de pastores y líderes. Eh, quizás no, hemos como, no nos hemos como enfocado en, en crecer el número de pastores. Quizás estamos ahorita en como un estado de confort. Eh, no, con los que tenemos está bien. Pero no, o sea, ya nos dimos cuenta que no todos dan las mismas respuestas. Eh, entonces es importante eh, seguir buscando, seguir buscando un número de pastores eh, que estén interesados en capacitarse, en querer aprender más y aprend aprender más prácticamente de, lo, de, de, de Dios y de la convivencia entre pastores. Ese es mi sueño. So the dream I have is to see this place filled with, with pastors, all these um these conferences and all the ministry we do with them is to be filled with pastors and it's something I have in my heart maybe um we've hit like a comfort zone or we haven't done enough because we've seen that um not everybody responds the same way not all pastors respond the same way to um, the things we are doing so it's something that I really dream of, of getting this going and and seeing so many more pastors come into um, this place to prepare, to rest, to grow. Yes, well, that mm. um, those are things that we can be praying alongside of you um, towards because we're, we're excited about those things too. Um, we're getting to the end of our time here together. So I just, um, I wanted to ask both you and Kayla, what are some ways that our listeners can be praying for one life and, and maybe even for you and your families. Well, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. Kayla, why don't you go first? I think because we've been talking about one, how our ministry isn't necessarily big, but two, how the relationships have grown at the same time. So And like Manuel was just saying, um, one of the biggest dreams is to have more people involved. So if it's not just pastors, um, also more having more teams, of course. And, and um, now that we're getting back on track and, and starting to reach out to uh, either previous just groups that have already visited San Quintín or new ones. Um, but growing I think sometimes it's just easy to say yeah we're praying or like it's more of an open um statement instead of being a little bit a little bit more specific in what we uh in what areas we want to grow and it's interesting how one life at, at least in my <clears throat> experience I've seen a lot of ministries um or even secular charities or nonprofits working either with children or um, with women or just other groups that are also vulnerable because we're not going to say that uh, we're also validating everybody's needs, right? But I really, uh, from the get-go, I, I just found very um, encouraging that One Life focuses on, on the pastor's relationships or uh, the, the, the heartbeat of the ministry are the pastors because if you're in, empowering pastors, then they're also going to either empower or share or guide in a better way their congregation and, and, and so on because the congregation can share with other people, their families. So 
growing in love, I would say, in, in unity and working towards a more dignified uh, lifestyle or life in general, because I truly believe that everybody deserves a dignified and, and, a, and a good quality of life. So yeah, the relationship with pastors um, and personally, <laughs> um, just strength. I, I remember my parents saying when I was a little kid, because I grew up, I was blessed uh, to grow and, and um, being raised in a Christian family as well. So my dad would say something like, hey, ay, mija, no, it's, we, let's pray for um, strength and not necessarily patience because that's when the challenges might get a little bit harder or when God is going to test us, quote unquote, test us. So um, yeah, just for more strength in, in my personal life to continue navigating all this um, adventure of uh, building a life in, in a different country. Because I do miss my family at some point. I do miss my dogs and the weather. Um, but being with one life, like working with uh, the team in Mexico uh, is a good reminder as well of that warmth, you know, like the, the Latino culture. So that's also what I'm grateful for. Good. Um, Alejandra, would you, mean, would you mind asking Manuel about some prayer requests? Thank you. Yeah, Manuel. <laughs> Este, Holly, quiere Sorry, saber I, was, I talk too much. En que nuestros oyentes y ella puedan orar por usted, por su familia o por One Life. Bueno, regularmente pido oración, principalmente por mi vida espiritual, para que sea Dios usando mi vida, que no sea yo. Eh, por mi familia en sí en general, eh, que los guarde de salud porque pues ellos son el motor, de, son mi motor prácticamente para seguir adelante. Eh, por One Life, igual para que sea Dios guiando mi vida y que sea Dios el que guía este ministerio, que siga creciendo eh, grandemente. So, um, from me personally, just for my spiritual life, so... Um, God um, leads me to where he wants, what he wants me to do. And for my family as well, for their health, because they're my motor. They're the ones that keep me going and, and part of the reason why I do what I do. So for that, on that side and for one life, that God is always taking control, always leading, always taking us where we need to go to um, um, make this ministry grow. Oro también por cada persona que dona también a este ministerio, que gracias a ellos podemos trabajar, podemos hacer lo que estamos haciendo, construir casas, bendecir a familias con alimentos, eh, hacer todo tipo de proyectos. Entonces, siempre oro por ellos, ellos siempre están en mis oraciones, por el personal también de One Life, tanto aquí en México como en Canadá, que hacen que todo pueda fluir. Um, also for all the people that donate towards One Life, um, it's because of them that we could bless people with homes, bless a lot of people with food and how we do a lot, a lot, of, a lot of other activities. So pray for all the people that are 
part in do uh, donating to this ministry and also the staff here in One Life, everybody that works here and everybody also in Canada, just pray for, for each one of their lives. Okay, well, well, why don't we do just that? If, if you guys wouldn't mind praying for our church, I think a lot of the things that you mentioned here are also things that we would ask prayer for. Um, that would be, that would be great. And then I will, I will pray for you and our listeners, um, feel free to join in. Um, you've heard, you've heard the prayer requests. And so I hope, I hope you're writing those down and adding them to what you normally would pray for. Um, but yeah, let's take a few minutes, both Kayla and Manuel. Um, I'm fine with the Spanish. Okay. Um, we don't necessarily need to translate that because mm. God hears all of the languages. So absolutely. Why don't you guys take some turns and and I'll pray and close this out. Okay, Manuel, este dice que igual por la iglesia de ellos y más o menos es lo mismo por lo cual ellos pedirían ayuda. Entonces van a tomar un tiempo para orar, este un tiempo Keila, después un tiempo usted y al final Holly, no voy a traducir la oración, usted nada más ore y ya al final este Holly terminará. Okay, ¿Quiere comenzar usted o yo? Yo <laughs> Dele, adelante. <laughs> Padre bendito, te doy gracias por este hermoso momento, Padre. Gracias, Padre, por cada uno de los que estamos hoy reunidos, Padre, en esta reunión. Te doy gracias porque estamos bajo su gracia, Señor Jesús, porque usted nos cubre con su sangre preciosa, Señor. Gracias porque, gracias a estas reuniones, Padre, podemos conocernos un poco más, podemos conocer lo que estamos haciendo, podemos conocer el ministerio de una vida, Señor. Te pido por Holy, Señor Jesús, por... Keila, por Alejandra, Señor, por mí, Señor Jesús, por nuestras familias, Señor. Te pido por el Ministerio de una Vida para que siga creciendo, siga siendo de bendición grandemente para muchas familias, Padre. Te pido por la conferencia de pastores que acabamos de tener, Señor Jesús, gracias a Holly que hace también esto posible, Padre bendito. Y estamos confiados en que el número de pastores va a incrementar, Señor Jesús, en gran manera. Te damos gracias y lo bendecimos por todo lo bueno que es. Señor Jesús, te damos muchas gracias por darnos la oportunidad de estar aquí reunidos. Gracias porque tu infinita misericordia nos sigue mostrando que no hay barreras de idioma, no hay barreras de distancia cuando se trata de servirte a ti. Gracias por la vida de Holly, gracias por las personas en la iglesia de Chilihuac, gracias por la vida de Alejandra y por cada uno que conforma este ministerio. De verdad que nos ponemos en tus manos para continuar, para seguir adelante. Te pedimos que seas tú quien guíe nuestras acciones, que seas tú quien determine hacia dónde nos movemos. Nosotros con la limitada mente humana que a veces eh, nos deja tal vez con preguntas, pedimos por paz por consuelo, por tranquilidad y que seas tú quien nos lleve de tu mano. Te agradecemos nuevamente, bendecimos la vida de cada persona, eh, de cada asistente a las iglesias, de cada pastor, de todas las personas que están involucradas de alguna forma, eh, tanto acá en esta llamada como en la organización y te agradecemos. No nos van a alcanzar las palabras para... Eh, para agradecer tu infinita misericordia, te amamos, eh, nos encomendamos a ti, Señor, y nuevamente oramos por bendiciones para 
todos los involucrados. En tu nombre oramos. Amén. Good Father, what, what a joy to be able to spend with friends in another country serving for the same purposes. Lord, I, I love that we get to be in relationship with our Mexican friends in with One Life, One Chance and and to to do even just a little bit as they seek to walk alongside pastors and and help them to pastor their church and care for their communities in in such a neutral way. Lord, what a gift. And so, Lord, would you, as they have asked, would you grow, um, would you grow the awareness among the pastors? Um, would you bring more pastors to these events? Would you give them creative ways to help them serve um, the pastors in the area and and the the ability to see the needs that they have uh, that they might be met? Lord, um, we're just so grateful too that that there are so many donors who who make the house builds happen, those who have participated in, in donating for these, these pastor retreat events. Lord, and we just would ask that those would keep coming so that things like this, these good, good things that are happening in this community can continue to happen. We pray for more staff for One Life, um, for their reach to be extended. And we pray, as, as Kayla has asked, that, that they would grow in love and unity and, and seek to provide a good quality of life for everybody. And so much of that um, quality of life really, as I have learned, is, is found in you um, because you are greater than our circumstances and, and your love and, and who we are because of your great sacrifice for us defines us in so many different ways um, and gives us power and purpose in ways that the world does not, does not give. And so, so we're just grateful to be a part of your work. Lord, for Manuel, um, as he leads, would you, um, would you keep him in tune with your spirit? His desire is to be led by you, um, to know your wisdom and discernment and to know how to lead this group. And we pray for his family, um, that they would remain healthy and strong. And for Kayla, that, um, that you would give her the strength for navigating this adventure. I love the way that she put that, um, that she would learn to find home here in ways that maybe she wasn't expecting. Lord, that you would fill the gaps as she misses her home. Um, and, and Lord, would you meet her in ways that, that she needs you to do so. So Lord, would you continue to bless our partnership? Would you guide us together as we work in partnership um, for these pastors? Jesus, we love you. And um, we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, listeners, I just I just want to thank you for listening. If any of this is interesting to you, you should really check out the One Life, One Chance website. It's onelifeonechance.ca. Uh, they've got blogs and all kinds of information up there that I think you would really find interesting. If you're interested in giving to this partnership, again, we um, are working in tandem to put on these Mexican pastor retreats. You can go to our website, mycac.ca, hit the Give tab, and then you can scroll down and choose Mexican pastor retreat. Um, or if you're stopping by the office, you can just throw that on the envelope. Um, we are really excited about this continued partnership. So that's really it for me for this time. We've got um, more podcasts on the way. Our next missions podcast will be focusing on our partnership in Peru. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. So keep your ears posted because uh, it's coming soon. God bless everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.